When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And we have got, I think, uh, what's going to be one of the most fascinating interviews that I've done in a while, uh, particularly given some of the interests that I have uh, around compassionate capitalism, what uh, what that actually means for the health and well-being of the planet and everything that lives on the planet. Um, my guest today, um, David Katz, is the founder and CEO of Plastic Bank. And we're going to talk a little bit about you know, a, a number of things. Um, but one thing I want to mark out just right up front is uh, a factoid that I came across when I was writing Compassionate Capitalism. Um, and that is a, it's a sobering thought that there's actually more plastic by weight in the uh, oceans of the, uh, of the earth than there are fish. And when I first came across that, I mean, it just gave me pause. And it was like, are, are you serious? Yeah, you know, and the idea of throwing things away, where is away? Well, away for a lot of people ends up being the ocean. And the consequence of that is pretty, uh, pretty dramatic. Um, yeah, David, um, I want to welcome you to the show. And uh, thank you for taking the time to have a conversation. That's kind, Blaine. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, um, for those of you that uh, may be familiar or may not be familiar with um, Plastic Bank, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and, and, and actually what the intent of the organization is? Because you've got, I, I think, a, a fairly profound mission you know, that you're working with here. Ooh, lots, lots inside of that, Blaine. How did I get started? I mean, how I got, I got started because I had compassion in my heart. Where did the compassion in my heart come from? I think it's a, that's, that's a bit, bit of a deeper, more, more esoteric conversation. But you know, certainly, I grew up on the west coast of Canada. I grew up on an island. Began witnessing the degradation of the ocean thirty-five years ago, and it's been with me since. And I've always been an entrepreneur. I've, in fact, never had a job. So I've always just been in solutions and and finding solution. And a part of the my way of being is to try to keep people from experiencing the same pain that I've experienced. And it shows up in a variety of different ways. And, and as we are all the products of every decision, every experience we've ever made, and here's a result of all of that combined with a sprinkling of uh, compassion and stewardship and out comes the plastic bank. And the plastic bank is a global chain of stores for the poor where everything in the store could be purchased using plastic garbage, like school tuition and medical insurance and Wi-Fi and cooking fuel and water, everything the poor truly need and powerfully struggle to afford now available using what would have otherwise flown and in, flowed into the ocean. That plastic so, that we, uh-huh. Yeah. So they, I mean, and for those of you that just kind of missed that as he was talking about it, we can buy basic, basic uh, sundries, basic needs uh, for life and for living yeah, by for using what yeah. would otherwise be trash plastic. Correct. 
How does that work? Well, we're we're more like a global chain of bank branches. As a currency. That's what we've created. That's we've actually created a monetary standard for the material that uses a blockchain-based banking application that allows the world to collect and then transact material as a currency. And the more frequently that they collect and return that, they also earn credit rating, financial inclusion, access to other insurance products, access to borrow money and other things as well. So it's truly is a currency out of material resources. Now, I would always ask every audience, if every bottle, I'll use that as a metaphor, if every bottle, like every piece of packaging, everything that you ever saw that was plastic, if every bottle you saw was five US dollars, how many would we see in the ocean? None. Yeah. So it's not the plastic, it's yeah. us. So that's what we've done. We've changed the paradigm of the <clears throat> material. So people view it differently. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in my vernacular, you, basically what you've done is you've shifted the context. Uh, so sure. a different behavior becomes meaningful. And sure. that, that's, that, that's well, not an easy thing to accomplish. I, I'm just on, I'm playing on that word on the words there. They struck me. We, yeah. We didn't change a behavior. We created a different way of thinking that then resulted in a different behavior. Well, that, yeah, that's my point. By, by, by thinking differently, I mean, Wayne Wire's whole point about, you know, you, you change the way you look at things and you change how things look. Correct. And, and all of a sudden now plastic becomes something that's not tossed. It becomes something Correct. that has value. Correct. So let's, let's that's find right. a way to transact that value. Yeah, yeah uh, precisely. Yeah. So you know, one of the things that I you know that I'm I'm just going to mark this out because uh, I think it's important for folks to know, um, you know this is an internationally recognized solution. This isn't something that um, isn't tried and tested. Uh, you yeah. are you've got some amazing partners lined up with this Procter and Gamble, Johnson, uh, Henkel, uh, Carlton yeah. backing Advanza. I mean, you've got some big names that yeah. have said yes to this. Yeah, Coca-Cola, Gillette, all kinds of great things. You know, we started off in Haiti, then we went to the Philippines, we're Indonesia, Brazil, Egypt. We're now opening opening Thailand, Cameroon next year, Tanzania, Kenya. We're, you know, we're we're the world's largest provider of marine-based debris for manufacturing. I'll have to close the loop on all of it, all the material we collect. We call that social plastic. Social plastic we offer to the greatest brands in the world that want to connect with their consumer to exhibit the authenticity of their messaging. Although plastic has to be used, we're beyond the tipping point of replacing plastic as many people may be triggered by that conversation. That's a fact. And that plastic at least is not virgin material and it's kept from flowing into the ocean and it creates an economic opportunity for the world that lifts society from poverty and end suffering. That social plastic we put back into packaging. Go buy a bottle of Windex, and that's social plastic. When you buy that bottle of Windex, you would, in fact, be removing plastic from ocean-bound waterways hand-in-hand hand with the world's poor and helping end some suffering somewhere simultaneously. Yeah. See, and, and that model is just brilliant, and, and, and things are kept track of using blockchain uh, as, as yeah. a mechanism. Um, you know, when I first came across this, I, I was... Yeah, I was. You know, I mentioned that I have uh, house guests uh, with me this uh, last couple of days, and um, just talking you know, you know, in an abstraction. You know, the older we get, the more you know, likely we are to want to have things be simple and uh, easy. And I find that this is actually one of the more elegant solutions to a pernicious problem mm. that I've mm -hmm. uh, actually ever seen. And yeah. I. 
I'd be very interested in hearing the narrative that you use to bring some of these larger organizations on board. Yeah, what was the storyline? Well, I think importantly in this conversation, and you know, when we're talking about business in the end, I think it's important to express that a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You know, we can't convince anyone to do anything. That, and if they're a brand that doesn't care, that is really focused on shareholder, you know, return at the expense of all other life on the planet, so be it. You know, we find people who want what we have. I'm just, I'm trying to really be simple here and that we find yeah. organizations, those organizations that have stewardship of the earth, sustainability inside of them, stewardship of humanity at their core. And those are the ones that understand and need to participate and want to participate. And they participate because not only is it their authenticity, but they recognize that the new generation of consumer, the 10 year old today, the 15 year old, this Greta generation that had millions of children marching through the streets against, against the degradation that's occurred already. It's not, they're not marching against something that might be coming. They're marching against what's already unfolded. Yeah. And, and they're standing forward. Like if you look at the proliferation of used clothing stores and the other ones, like they, they're not concerned with consumerism anymore. And that generation doesn't, they're not, the messaging isn't like, don't give me what I want. I don't care about what I, what thing I want you to support what I believe in. That's yeah. the next generation of consumers. So the people who are going to be buying things are going to buy things that support what they truly believe in. Ocean yeah. stewardship, stewardship of humanity is, is powerfully at the forefront of those thoughts. And they're racing to create that because if you overinvest in what is and underinvest in what will be, you won't be in business. So smart organizations invest in the future. Yeah, yeah. And, and Wayne Gretzky, go, yeah, skate over the pucks. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I don't mean to be cliche or even uh, diminishing uh, about that, but that's essentially what, what that is exactly doing. it. Yeah. That's just that's just business that's business 101 as well. Well, I guess it's not business 101, but it should be business 101. It should be one, yeah. yeah. And you know, the idea of compassionate capitalism, one of the things that you're tapping into uh, that you know, really resonated with me when uh, I started you know, digging into some of the work that you're doing with Plastic Bank, um, you know, ties back into my notion of compassionate capitalism. Uh, and, and, you know, compassion, we had a, a preliminary conversation before the show here. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to be compassionate. I'm not going to care about things I don't feel connected to. Mm -hmm. And connection can be an abstraction. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I've, you know, just in doing the research that I did on, on, on you and the you know, Plastic Bank is it's not an abstraction to you. Uh, you know, you, and the operation is uh, fungibly you know, managed and organized and run mm -hmm. from the filter of everything is connected. Yeah, no question. It, 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 no, it's, no question. It's not an individual side. As it is all connected. No question. And, and, if we're in the, and if we're in the consideration of it, when you like, see, the interconnectivity of it all really puts you in the place of the infinite, of the abundant, of the universe, which goes on forever. And then whatever your philosophy is, it is the creating of the universe. It is the ongoing, forever ongoing of it. And so when we're in line with the infinite space of things, and of course, there's more available for us. But so many organizations sit back in the finite way of being, oh, no, I've got a competitor. There's only so much to get it's finite and they begin resisting the finite of course that's where we are and so it's just even you know set aside the beauty and spirit of love and service and creating and 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 and, and stewarding others even if you're not in that perspective and you're still in the grips 
in the unconscious grips of business and trying to build build wealth for yourself for some unknown reason, just which is still beautiful and it's an origin, you're still going to be more profitable when you connect into the compassionate world where you're really creating for more people. Yeah. There's more profitability yeah, there too. Yeah. You know, the, the whole, I mean, I, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's an abundant universe. There's Correct. no question about that. And there's a paradox in my experience uh, between that notion of an abundant universe and the way that we've traditionally held consumers you know, or, or consumption yep. from an economic Correct. perspective. The, the economic model that has evolved is one that's based on scarcity and it's one that's based on a process of zero-sum interaction. Correct. And that's yep. not what yep. you're saying. Nope. And look where we natural. are as a result of that. Look, look at the look at the world. Are you kidding yeah. me? And then, and then we're, we've been placated into accepting it as oh, that's the way things are. Now imagine, imagine if there was some entity, imagine if there was some entity that showed up on Earth and began polluting the ocean the way it is, polluting the environment the way it is, and they started to impose that on us. Do you think it would unify humanity to battle against it? Yeah, of course it yeah. would be if it was a somehow, but it becomes so pervasive. We're not even aware that that's what's occurring. We wouldn't stand up as humanity if someone came up and all of a sudden started killing everything in the ocean, polluting the oceans. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we'd raise the, the hackles would be raised. The so hackles, to are, I totally, we would all be unified against it. But yet, all of a sudden, here we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's out of sight. It's out of mind. Right, totally. It's oh, it's just business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just human nature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was talking with Sadhguru the other day, um, and he had this fascinating notion, and it has to do with the, the nature of human nature. And he said, you look at a five-year-old, and a, a five-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old, six-year-old is just joyful. And if you look at how um, nature works, mm -hmm. there's a growth process mm -hmm. involved. And mm -hmm. if you're that joyful at five years of age, by the time you're 35, you should be absolutely ecstatic. Huh. Sure. <laughs> As opposed to morose and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, stressed and you know, the human nature is a learned, you know, what we call human nature is a learned, learned, learned phenomena. And I, I don't know, I think, you know, I don't, I'm just in the semantics of words here. So forgive yeah. all of this, because I just love the, all the conversations. I don't think that's our human nature. I think the human nature is, 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 is human nature ultimately is abundant, creative, connected to the infinite. Everything is available and possible. When you think of yourself at one years old, you don't even know you're, you're separate from the universe. You yep. are the universe. That is the way we're born. We're born that then humanity then is instilled upon us, our conversation around it, that degrades our ability to be connected to it. Yeah. And another, you know, in some spiritual philosophies, it'll say you have to be, you have to completely die to be born again. Well, that is the die, the old self, die of those things that someone told us that we are so we could be connected and be the, the co-creator. Yeah. That, see, and, and that's absolutely what I'm speaking to around. And that's where, you know, the idea of compassionate capitalism comes in. I am connected. I am whole. I have access. Exactly. Just based on totally. Exactly. For funding. sure. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Give me five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I want to take a real quick break here. Uh, when we come back, I want to unbundle a little bit here, uh, just from a from an economic perspective. How? Because this is my this is my take, and and I, I'm very open to yeah, having you shoot this down. But at a uh, grassroots level, and as actually a subversive, you're actually in the business of changing the nature of economics. 
And I want to, I mean, I'm just going to plant that seed sure. and let's see where we can go with that. If in fact, there's any there, sure. there. So we'll sure. be right back after this little sure. brief message. I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to also invite you right now to go to blainebartlett.com. And on that site, which is my personal website, you'll see uh, services up on the top menu. I'd like you to click on Leadership Mastermind. Now, why I want you to do that is we have uh, structured a mastermind program that is very unusual and it is very powerful. And by going onto that site and clicking that link, you'll be taken to a landing page that is an invitation to join this mastermind. It's a 52-week long exploration of what it takes to be a highly effective leader in today's fast-changing environment. You won't regret it. And if you've been liking what you've been listening to on these Soul of Business podcasts, how does one become a leader that can keep connection to the soul of business? That's what we look at. That's what we're about in this mastermind program. So again, go to blainebartlett.com and click on the services link. And there you'll find the link to the Leadership Mastermind program. Look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this little commercial. And now back to our show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am Blaine Bartlett. And David Katz is my guest today, um, the CEO and founder of uh, Plastic Bank. Um, and just before we took the break, uh, David, I you know, just suggested, uh, hopefully with not any hyperbole, but uh, you're, you know, while you're uh, in the business of uh, capturing you know, plastic, what you're really in the business of is changing the nature of economics as it's conducted on this planet today, uh, so that it becomes a force for good as opposed to a denigrative force. Would that be a fair assessment? It's a part of it for sure. I mean, that that's underlying all, you know, certainly that it's, it all, that's when it occurs on mass, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to create change in the world, recognizing that the ocean can't wait, recognizing that we're nearing, you know, a space where there's more plastic in the ocean than fish, recognizing that we're experiencing the greatest rate of extinction ever. There's no time. So mm -hmm. when I look at that and I, and I go upstream to that, well, what, what's up to what, what really could change thing? What's the, where's the shift, the fastest shift, the quickest shift? course is to change that economic model yeah so how far upstream do you think we need to get to make that shift Ooh, um well i think you know ultimately you know there, I, I, there's lots of con i have lots of things going through my brain right now and there's something that i want to express at the same time so there's 10 trillion kilos of plastic on the earth everything we've ever produced is still here Mm -hmm. Very little was incinerated, used for energy, it's just fractions, fractions, fractions. 10 trillion kilo. This year, even with PPE and everything else, we'll use around 500 billion combined uh, virgin plastic recycled material. We've, we have 20 times the, the mass, the volume of material already on the planet than we could ever use. But we make more all the time where we can, it's almost infinitely recyclable. It's a fallacy to say it's not recyclable. You can add small portions, add some more chemical to it, and it becomes, it takes on new property. So we don't need any more. So upstream is banning virgin plastic production. That's upstream. Mm 
-hmm. That's where we have to go. We're beyond the tipping point of replacing plastic. And if we come up with some alternative now, like, believe me, like my, my focus is to stop the flow of plastic from entering the ocean and seeing the degradation of what occurs when we mismanage resources and when we mismanage humanity. That's, that's it. I'm a huge advocate against the use of material. And at the same time, I recognize that we can't replace it because if we do, if we replace plastic with something else, with some alternative, and we eliminate all economic value that is in the existing recycled material or material that's available on the planet and there's no economic incentive to go get it we will exacerbate the problem we're beyond the tipping point and as many people want to reach out to me and say oh, i love what you're doing but you're supposed to be advocating against plastic there should be no plastic use we should find alternatives oh okay i i, I understand your passion but we're beyond that point mm -hmm. ban virgin plastic and the world will change yeah but there's what five big companies that produce it and yeah. lobby huge companies that produce it correct yeah so I mean, going so back that, to the graduate the future is in plastics right so yeah there, you know, there's, there's so yeah. upstream upstream what's, is there what's the what's the new future of plastic? Well, I, I think that what we find occurring is taxation against virgin material and governments are starting to show up to create a tax base that should provide incentive for you know, recycling infrastructure and the, and the incentive to use recycled content. And that's what has to happen. And they have to make the economics change. And once the economics are in favor of re using recycled content, then we'll see some change occurring, but it's too little, too slow. Like, I mean, how long have we been aware of what's occurring in the ocean and yet liquid, nothing is changing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's the travesty on this. It's you know, the, the, the glacial speed of which awakening seems to occur oh, oh my goodness i i i so much in that conversation as well i yeah go down the rabbit hole i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> there's just um you know i think each individual human that i've ever encountered has always said oh someone's got to do something about it everybody wants to do something about it and i think that this that's the secondary conversation the first conversation is that i want to do something about it but i don't know how and we rely upon others and we're hoping that others are doing it and people forget how powerful they are mm -hmm. and if someone was just to go into a store like you know if, i have an audience right now so i'm asking everyone that might be listening like be bold be courageous know that you have power walk into a store go ask for the manager and say could you point out those things that have recycled content in them could you show me those items that are regenerative could you show me those items that help society those are the ones i want to buy i really want to come to your store i really love it and i love the service and everything else but that will make me come here more often even if he doesn't have anything you'll go oh people are asking yeah. and i'll assure you that the big brands you as the consumer are not their customer you are not the customer the retailer is their customer you are the customer of the retailer. The big brands will give the retailers what the retailers ask for. The retailer will provide what you ask for. You have the power where you are. Be bold, be courageous, go there, create the space for other people to do the same thing. We have the power in our hands now with what we have to make the change. Change occurs at a local level. It does Correct. And, and I love how you're positioning that because you know, when, when we start thinking about global problems, it is overwhelming just by definition. And, and I love what Greta, I mean, you, you brought her up earlier. Uh, yeah, I think the power that 
was, you know, the power of that movement had to do with the way that she was able to localize the voice. Yeah. And, and bring it home. And, and I'm very fond of saying that, uh, and this is where facts and figures get kind of obfusc you know, obfuscating in one sense, communication you know, is, is, is a very localized process. And it's uh, not a logical process. It's a biological process. Mm -hmm. What moves me? What moves mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. That's where mm -hmm. action starts to come into play here. So mm -hmm. what I'm hearing, yeah, just in, the, in, the, in this uh, um, positioning is that I have the power mm -hmm. to locally have a conversation in a way that will move somebody that is actually going to make a buying decision, not just me, but the, mm -hmm. the, the local retailer. And in, in, in one sense, I have a moral responsibility. And this is where I go back to compassionate capitalism again. Uh, if I'm not feeling connected, I'm not going to do that. If I'm feeling connected to my local grocer, exactly, I, you know, connected to my, uh, my and when he feels connected buyer. to you, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, so when he feels connected to you, it's like getting an email from someone in rest, Switzerland rest, or rest. the guy that Greg lives down the road. On and on, local action for global result, and exactly. there's power where you are. And we hear that, but I want to bring that home because it's not a cliche. I mean, that is how things get changed it's with it's local I, action i would add, i would add to that 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 is the that is a super easy way for change to begin change can occur on all levels simultaneously but you know certainly we all get overwhelmed and the origin of the conversation was like i you know i want someone else to do because i don't know what to do so don't be don't you know don't be dismayed by the 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 enormity of the task because it is very localized and you can begin where you are and you can have a effect on other programs and you can, you know, go to congressmen or you can do other things, start petitioning for change, you know, advocate against virgin plastic production, do other things as well. And you get to be exactly where you are and you don't yeah. have to do all of it. Just do one of them. Just one. Yeah. Like, I mean, I live here on an island. Uh, yeah. I mean, you and I have had this conversation. I can yeah. see your island, uh, Vancouver right, Island, right. where I'm right. at here on Whidbey right. Island. Um, but, you know, the recycling, I mean, plastics get separated from tin or from what used yeah. to be called tin is now yeah. aluminum. But aluminum. yeah, the idea that I, you know, I, that's something that I can do. It's a little bit of an aggravation sometimes to separate that stuff, but so what? That's a price that is a very small price for me to pay. Sure. And, bigger aggravation to not have, uh, you know, well, that's, marine life to go experience. I think that's, it's a bigger aggravation. That's the, that's the yeah, the, yeah so, when I start putting it in that framing, so, it's kind of so, like, exactly. yeah, what's the bigger aggravation? Oh, exactly, exactly. And what's the consequence of my action? Uh, what What is something, I mean, if you had a magic wand and could wave it right now, and I know that we've been talking about, you know, plastics in the ocean and whatnot, but uh, how would you like to see business operate if you had a magic wand and you can say, yeah, I understand you need to be uh, making a profit in order to be viable as a business. What would you like to see different in the way that businesses conduct themselves? Well, it's regenerative. I mean, we truly are entering the regeneration economy and even Greta, you know, fighting against the damage that's been done. She, they're not looking to say, oh, stop doing the damage. They're looking for us to repair the damage. That's the gen next generation. Regeneration, a regenerate and a regenerative business model truly is abundant. It's creating more. It's adding more. It's doing more. There's more value, more, 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 more everything. There's more and more. There, I mean, from my perspective, there's an incredible economic uh, opportunity 
in the sure there is. No yeah. question. No. And if you're, a, if you're a businessman and you show up and say, you know what, we're going to repair not just our damage, but I'm going to repair the damage of my competitors as well. I'm yeah. going to own it all. Okay, there's a blue ocean strategy, pun yeah. intended, but it's there. So the blue ocean strategy, you want to be in the non-competitive field, you go out and start telling the world that you're repairing the damage that's been done and you'll, and you will, you will win the hearts of, of people and they will pay more and they will be more loyal and they will complain when they need to so that you can become better because they want to participate themselves in the repair. Just as we said, everyone wants to do something about it. They don't know how, but if you're the one and they go, oh, you're doing it and I can just join you. Yeah. Fantastic. Be become a second follower. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or a first follower. You know, what the heck? Well, well, you know, you know, one thing that I wanted to, to mention as well, because we, you know, even the ocean, we have Earth Day, Oceans Day wasn't long ago. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent convinced I'm in the knowing I'd go as far as knowing that the ocean is going to be swimming with life, just comprehensively abundant. There's going to be more marine life in the ocean than we've ever experienced. And life on land as well is going to be absolutely flourishing. I'm not convinced we'll be here to witness it, but the earth is going to be fine. Absolutely fine. So the conversation of, you know, Earth Day, well, it's not Earth Day, it's Save Humanity Day. And we give like one day out of 365 days of the year to kind of say, and only like 5% of the population participates in the Save Humanity Day. They should just call it what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that is a great point. I love that. That's, where can people find out more about uh, Plastic Bank? Well, plasticbank.com, of course. Go, go, go view, see what we're doing, learn more about us, participate, put your email address down so we can communicate with you as well. And there's just so yeah, many other resources. That, uh, there's, a, yeah, there's a newsletter and stuff. There's all, all of those minor, you know, things. But the way we really want you to participate is we want you to go into a store and go ask the, that retailer to start asking their suppliers for products that are packaged with something that repairs the earth. If you want to help, I don't, don't go to my website and you know what, don't go to the website, go into your retailer and ask them for change. Who cares about our website? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's a simple message. Just go mm -hmm. do something that makes a difference. Yep. Which kind of leads to my last question here for you. How are you leaving it better than you found it? Hey. You know, almost, in, inside, almost but but so inside of all of that though that it's it's really the conversation of who i am and it's who i get to become in the world and so i'm leaving it better by creating a by creating a better space of of my living in the world like of my being in the world not where i live but in my living in my being of the world and how i stand forward and how i use my word and how i invite people into a new way of thinking it's so much easier than anyone could ever possibly imagine. And you just speak it into reality. That is the way that it works. You speak into creation and that's just speak, begin speaking, get feedback, continue speaking and create the world differently. First, there was the word. Amen. Amen. My guest today, David Katz, founder, CEO of Plastic Bank. David, thank you. I mean, I, I love this conversation. I've had you know, chills kind of <laughs> through me as we've been talking. I, I just love the energy. I, I really do. And I absolutely love what you guys are up to. Thank you very it, much. It couldn't be more consistent and more aligned with the notion of compassionate capitalism. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a real oh. pleasure to be here. And your questions as well. Beautiful. Great. Thank you. This is Blaine Bartlett. You've been listening to The Soul of Business of Blaine Bartlett. You can find out more about what I'm up to at blainebartlett.com. 
and yeah, just check out the resources. Uh, there'll be a link, uh, a video link uh, to this podcast so that you can actually get a, a full immersive experience of what I've been looking at here and experiencing as I've been talking. Uh, again, my guest, guest today, David Katz, and we'll see you all next time. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.